Why are the beavers so angry? Don't go there. Don't go there. Because their habitat is heating up. Okay. My kid used to love this show. My kid, he's 27. Back in the in the days of Nickelodeon, when Nickelodeon was good. Keith Gonstruck with you, and this is Last Dance. podcast and YouTube. And uh, I decided to kill the, the opening. I didn't like it after a while. Uh, I thought it was a little too over the top, um, cloyingly heartstring pulling, and I, I really didn't want to go there. Um, so we'll do a cold opening with music for a while and um, until I figure something else out. A couple things I wanted to mention here before we get into the stuff. Uh, be in New York. By, by the way, when am I going to be in New York? I keep forgetting. I think it's next week. Is it next weekend already? Next weekend? Calendar. <sighs> well, apparently, yes. No. Wait a minute. No, it's the, I'm on, on the 20th. I'm in New York City. And what I'm going to do when I get to New York City is I'm going to go down to the climate strike and see if I could do some live, uh, what do we call You know, go live. Let's go live. We'll go, be down with the climate strike. Greta's supposed to show up. Um, so I'll do some live streaming from there, hopefully. And it should be a lot of fun. So we'll do something in New York City for climate strike on the 20th. And so hopefully I can get that up uh, before the weekend's over. All right, Calendar, you've served your purpose. Boom. Uh, I wrote a story that is on the blog. And I can't know. Last dance dot blog. And it's funny because it, we're talking football of all things here and climate change. And my uh, headline, NFL season opens as world burns. I used to be in this. You know, I used to be a journalist. So Head, writing headlines was not my forte, but I thought that was a pretty good one. But anyway, you can, you can see that online. And basically the theme of the whole thing is that the... Um, the bread and circuses will continue until they can't. And those of us who are watching the world and paying very careful attention to what is going on with the climate, probably um, to the point where we are losing sleep over it, hopefully not. And uh, I need some fizz. Anyway, losing sleep over it. And we know what's going on, you know. The Amazon's still on fire, Central Africa's still on fire, Arctic's still on fire. Football season starts right on time. And everybody sits in front of the TV, and so do I, because I've been a fan all my life, and it is one of the few things I have left to look forward to in life. In fact, it's Saturday, which is college football day, so I was just watching Ohio State, which is not my alma mater, but my son's, my older son's. And they win, so I'm in a reasonably good mood. And now it's time for podcast, but so what's the point? What's the grand point I'm trying to make here? Okay, well, people are, I, I can speak for Americans. We're talking American football. If you're watching me overseas, we're not talking the football you know, which we call soccer. We're talking the American football, which is violence by committee. Um, closer to rugby or Australian rules football, uh, but, you know, we have, it's it's a hard it, it's something something of a hard game to describe to people who who have not experienced it. Um, so I won't even try. So what would happen? 
if people suddenly were watching their football game and the lights went out because of a heat wave, or before they even had the game, it was 120 degrees in an open-air stadium, and they can't play, the grass dies, a number of things. And my point, I guess, was that until the games, and the games can mean football, the games can mean all kinds of whatever bread and circuses, all the celebrity shit that we're exposed to all the time, when they start getting interrupted, when we're watching the flat screen over there, and suddenly these things cannot be transmitted for whatever reason, the games cannot be played for whatever reason, then you'll have people who will suddenly wake up and say, what the hell's going on? And then, as I put it, all hell will break loose, especially in America. Um, we do have weather delays, obviously, in football. If there's lightning, you know, the players get off the field, I guess, because with those helmets on, there are little, little lightning rods running around. But um, how about flooding a stadium? You know, like a stadium in Jacksonville, whatever they call it, you know, the usual corporate horror stadium. It's uh, 50, I say 500 feet away from the river that, that flows into or, or from the um, Atlantic. It's, uh, it's right there. What if it floods? Can't play the game. Uh, Levi Stadium, where the Santa Clara 49ers play football, one foot above sea level. We really set this thing up well, but as long as, as things continue as they are, even though you know and I know what's going on, we're a very tiny minority still. Very tiny minority. And, you know, we talk a lot about the bread and the circuses, and they're there for a reason. Economically, there's a lot of uh, ominous signs. I won't get into that. Economics is not my forte, but I do try to put enough of these uh, stories on my Facebook site, which is Approaching Oblivion, which you can join. Just search for that. They would let me change the name. I keep mentioning that to Last Dance. There's somebody in, locked in a sweatbox in Asia who is basically saying no to everything that I suggest to be done. And I don't know why that is. I can't even advertise the channel because I have to go through this convoluted thing because they think it's political. Because the Russians are going to screw up Facebook and get us to re-elect Trump again or something like that. But um, So we, we had a discussion online as to the kind of things that would make the average couch potato in this country sit up and take notice that we that they weren't being bullshitted by echo freaks who want to ram socialism down their throat i usually tell these people especially um online you know you're gonna die screaming just like the rest of us i always like to get their reaction i have yet to use your children will die screaming along with the rest of us because i i think that's a little cruel um but I'm thinking it. Uh, but those are the kind of things we're, we're looking at. What gets interrupted? Power goes out. That's an easy one. Why isn't the power? Why is the power out? Well, it got so hot the transformer blew. Whatever. Well, they'll fix it and we'll go on. Okay, what if we start getting brownouts? Every week. What if we start getting power certain times a day? You know, like in Iraq. Um, what if the water suddenly becomes unpotable. Ah, uh, let's see. But I think really the games, the entertainment, the constant bullshit that we look at to take our minds off of economic insecurity and all the other things that we, we put up with in this insane society 
the consumerism, the keeping up with the Joneses and, and the fear, you know, the fear of failing at this rigged game. So I'm wondering, you know, when it comes down to that point, will they finally wake up? I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, you know, I'd be a little upset myself, but at least I'd know what was going on. Anyway. That's not supposed to be there. I was going to say, let's take a break. And we'll come back and talk a little bit more about... Is... Oh, there were nights when the... No, we're not going to... I wonder if that's enough for the algorithm to catch it on YouTube. Alright, whatever. So we're not going to take a break. We're going to go right, right into... Right, I am I am really struggling today. I don't know if you can tell. Never drink before a show. No, really, I haven't. Just a, a little bit of vodka and soda. Um, one of the things I was telling people about on, um, on the message boards that I frequent on Facebook is they're all thinking, the deep adaptation people who think that things are going to really be bad it's going to happen. There's not a lot we can do about it, but we can mitigate the worst effects and build community. I'm a little more on the doomer side that it's already too late and we're all going to die. Isn't that nice? Um, not today, not tomorrow, not next month, probably, but, you know. And I said, uh, people were looking for, what, what if the money becomes worthless? Or we have hyperinflation or something like that goes wrong during, during the collapse. I said, two things to think of. If you're thinking of bartering for what you need start buying bottles of liquor especially vodka because you can also use that to disinfect wounds because of the alcohol and everything else but you can do that with a lot of you know uh, liquors but people who are alcohol i mean i'm just gonna flat out to people who are alcoholic are gonna go crazy you you can barter bottles of booze you'll be able to get all kinds of stuff for that with the right people Cartons of cigarettes, I kid you not, people who are nicotine fiends are going to need their cigarettes. If they can't get to them, you're waving a box of Marlboros, you're in a real good negotiating position. I know most people don't want to think of these things, but you know what? And that could go for anything. That could go for a tornado ripping through your neighborhood and the lights are out and the stores are closed and, you know, or whatever for a while. The poor people in the Bahamas. Not that it would do them any good because they were literally smashed flat, but, you know. And if you could help those people out, there, there are now uh, relief agencies that are springing up. But um, if you're looking at, at getting into a possible barter situation, start thinking about what people want, but most importantly, what they need. Food's perishable. Booze can, you can keep booze for a long, long Cigarettes, keep them sealed. You can keep them fresh for a long, long time. People are going to want that stuff. You know, the sin stuff. Stuff we put, anything you put a syntax on. There you go. All right. So we're talking about denialism in different, in different forms. And so let's go on to this one. Um, if you want to follow a good website online about climate change, I would recommend Yale Climate Connections. And you can find them at YaleClimateConnections.org. And Sarah Peach is a senior editor at Yale Climate Connections, and she does a question and answer um, column regularly on the website. And this is a common problem, and it's been addressed here. So I'm going to talk a little bit about it before we say goodbye for this one. Um, Thanksgiving. I'm just, this is my way of getting into the subject. Well, let's say 
Oh, I don't know. Let's just put your cards on the table. You're a flaming liberal and your family is all a bunch of Trumpists. And every Thanksgiving, you can read in the papers, if you still get one, or online, how to keep the peace at Thanksgiving with your right-wing relatives. Of course, they would say, Well, they should talk to us about how we keep the peace with those flaming socialists. Now I want to cram socialism down our throat with all that climate change, global warming bullcrap. <clears throat> I can't do that voice without completely screwing my throat up. What if it isn't Thanksgiving? What if it's just any old time? And so we come to the letter. Dear Sarah, I sent my sister who is expecting a third great-grandchild next month some information from the Union of Concerned Scientists about climate change and the short time we have to save our planet from its effects. She is an evangelical and wrote back, I stand on God's word that he created the world and he will take care of it. There is no global warming. It is a lie to make the rich richer. We're according socialism down our throats. Jay Inslee is a dumb as a fence post. Her sister lives in western Washington. She says, well, Sarah, what do I do? How do I talk to somebody like this? She has five children, 19 grandchildren, and two great-grandchildren. I am at a total loss. And I've gotten rid of all those people from most from my life, all my relatives are already dead. Um, they would all be on this side, I'm pretty sure. And I don't know what to tell. I wouldn't know. I, you know, it's signed Linda in New Mexico. And again, it's like, well, what would you tell her? Your grandchildren won't die screaming like everyone else. No, that's not the time for, for that. But Sarah said, I'm sorry to say your sister sounds like a lost cause. I understand you're worried about how climate change will affect your young relatives, but from the little you've shared with me, it seems your sister has bought wholeheartedly into conspiracy theories. Um, so what she suggests is buying national park passes as birthday presents for the kids in your life, watch nature documentaries with your great nieces and great nephews, start a friendly competition, this is the one I like, with a family member over who can conserve the most energy at home and so on. Well, good luck. This is not to say you must stop talking about climate change in front of your sister, but if you're bringing it up at Thanksgiving, do so with the goal of forging a connection with others around the table. Stop. No, don't do that. Don't forge a connection with others around the table because your sister will interpret that as you're getting other members of the family to gang up on her. And then you'll, you'll have, like, you know, drumsticks flying, knives, forks, you know, nine one one. It's just not a good scene. Not a good scene. The one thing I learned getting from young adulthood into middle age is sometimes you have to write off even relatives. I've seen articles where people lament that their once um, cogent, clear-eyed, wonderful mothers and fathers, as they got old, were sucked into the Fox News vortex, and now. They can't talk to them because they've turned into Fox News people. Look, if you can't stand to be in their home for more than five minutes, don't go. Don't talk to them. Life's too short. And um, honestly, it's not worth the aggravation because you'll, if you're anything like me, you'll brood. And you'll mourn the people you knew. And that happened with my mother when she was dying. As she got closer, the filter came off. And... My mom was a good Kennedy Democrat, a teacher's union president, but by the time she died, what was coming out of her mouth would it would have made George Wallace blush, or David Duke, 
I had to apologize to hospital workers for her racist comments. The filter came off, and it was not pretty. And I was mourning the mother that I thought I knew. And this, will, this, hap this is happening around the country right now. Climate change, the denial of it has become almost a religious faith among people who also can reliably be counted upon to be um, Trump voters, hard right-wingers, perhaps even racist, sexist, homophobe, whatever. I don't know why it all gets tied in together, but it seems to. Arguing with ideologues is not... It's not like wrestling with a pig, but, you know, because you're both going to get dirty and the pig will like it, but it's not worth it. What do you do? And then the question comes up, what do you do about the kids? That's a tough one. My kids are adults now. I have a 27-year-old who's a, an adult with autism, and I have a 29-year-old who lives in Columbus and works for the state of Ohio. And I have a lot of friends online and a few in real life and at work, and they all have young children. And what do you do? I don't, for the most part. I don't. We're a minority that has what I have always called the burden of knowing. Of being that Cassandra who is never to be believed and it's it's a burden to be sure but what I always tell people is say your piece without rancor if it gets thrown back at you fine but if these are people you love or have a connection to or you care about in in some way be there when the realization does set in because when it does the shock to these folks is going to be so tremendous. They're going to need you to put your arm around them and try very hard not to say, I told you so, but to cushion the blow as much as possible. And that's all you really can do. People are going to believe what they want to believe. All right, have I covered everything? Uh, new blog post, lastdance.blog. I'm in New York on the 20th for Climate Strike. Going to do some... Uh, live streaming there hope you can tune in i'll probably do it on the facebook channel which is approaching oblivion just look for that on facebook and subscribe and i'll probably try and get the the live stream onto youtube at some point and we'll go from there anyway one of my favorite apocalyptic songs This is Keith Godstruck, and this is Last Dance. Hopefully, food for thought. Have a good weekend. <laughs>